Welcome back to Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio. Now your host, Jacobus Hollowine. And that is correct. Thank you very much, uh, folks, for tuning in today to Gesundheit with Jacobus. Uh, Dr. Gaetano Morello is with me on the show. He is on the phone with me. He is a naturopathic physician practicing in West Vancouver, Canada, received his Bachelor of Science from the University of British Columbia and his Doctors of Naturopathic Medicine from Bastyr. Bastyr University of Natural Health Sciences in Seattle, Washington. And for the past 15 plus years, Dr. Morello has been training and educating physicians, pharmacists, and health experts on the scientific use of natural medicines in the field of cardiology, immunology, gastroenterology, anti-aging, and detoxification. Contributing author to the authoritative text on alternative medicine called a textbook of natural medicine. He is also author of The Fiber Miracle, and he wrote a book. It's called Whole Body Detox, which is one of the things we're talking about today. Dr. Morello has also written hundreds of articles such as Epilepsy, an alternative approach, Glucosamine Sulfate, a novel ingredient for osteoarthritis, Treating Epilepsy Effectively, Ozone Therapy for the Treatment of Herniated Intervertebral Disc, Psoriasis, understanding disease and treatment options. Therapeutic choices on benign prostatic hyperplasia, BPH. Natural medicine journal, probiotics, children ear infections, cause and treatments. He is a lecturer and regular contributor to a number of magazines, journals and publications. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dr. Morello has hosted and appeared on numerous TV and radio shows discussing the power of natural medicine. And obviously, he can chalk up this one. He can now say, I was a guest on Gesundheit with Jacobus in <laughs> Bozeman and Park County. So we appreciate he's doing that with us today. And uh, I, I tell you, with all the information that I've been writing down, I've just been sitting here taking notes. So if you don't hear my voice much, that is because I'm just sitting here listening and learning and taking notes so I can share it with you when you come in later and talk to me. Uh, he has a website, drgaetano.com. It is under construction right now, but write down that website. It's dr, doctor, and then Gaetano is spelled with G-A-E-T-A-N-O.com. And then you can uh, you can stay up to date with what's going on in his life and his practice and what he can do for you. Now, Whole Body Detox is the book that is available uh, through Barnes & Noble's, uh, Amazon.com. Uh, you can get information about it. As he mentioned earlier, it is an easy read. It is something that is both for the layperson as well as for those who are physicians who need to learn more about what their patients are asking them. So uh, if you have a chance, pick up a copy. I'll see with my book supplier if I can get the book as well and so that I can get a copy in the store for, uh, for your enjoyment. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We appreciate you with us. 
And we uh, continue now with Dr. Morello. We are uh, talking about, oh my God, what was the last thing we talked about? Uh, oh, you were talking about the mucin, the, the lining, the, 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 the mucus layer in the stomach that protects the, uh, the stomach lining. And when there is uh, damage to the mucin, then we can get all kinds of damage uh, in the digestive tract. Now, question I had for you is um, I asked you about the product by Enzymatic Therapy the uh, the uh, the uh, Megazyme, and I, you, I said, is the hydrochloric acid in it? And the reason why I asked is because so many people indeed have low stomach acid. Um, is it so that when you increase your pancreatic enzymes, that you are indeed helping the duodenum, but you're not really helping the stomach by itself? Is it important to first of all increase that acidity in the stomach, uh, Doctor Morello? Well, you know, what I, what I found was when you, when you do supplement with pancreatic enzymes, digestion improves. Uh, even if they have a low acid, the, the stomach seems to produce more acid. So there's definitely uh, a communication response between the duodenum and, and, the, uh, and the stomach. So there, there is uh, some kind of, well, obviously there's a link there, but there's a link. Uh, and, you, and you know that uh, the whole gastrointestinal tract, it's, it's like a second brain. It, it communicates up and down. There's, there's, I mean, so many neurotransmitters in the gut. I mean, there's more serotonin in the gut than there is in the brain. Huh. Um, so there's a lot of neurotransmitters, uh, and so the, the, the gut really is, is, a, is a brain on its own, and it communicates uh, from one end to the other. So there's something about that that helps. We don't, uh, we don't know why that is, but it happens. So you, you add the, uh, the pancreatic extract and digestion improves, and you'll see it right away. You don't have to wait very long, as I said before. Um, so, uh, you know, DGL, uh, pancreatic extracts, good probiotic, and, you know, you are uh, on the road to, to uh, uh, better digestion and healing of, of the gastrointestinal tract, which is uh, uh, a major, major part in detoxification. So you must fix digestion first. We have a caller for you, Dr. Morello. Caller, thanks for joining us today. Your name, please. How can we help you? Good morning. My name is Steve. And Hi, Steve. I was listening to your discussion about the stomach mucosa and pH, and I wondered if you'd comment about coffee. I hear today about antioxidants in it. I have maybe a 14-ounce cup in the morning, but I'm wondering about that, and especially in terms of the pH. But my second question is a different one. Could you talk or comment about fermented foods? Okay, and well. that's... Those are my questions. Thank you. Well, thank you, Steve. Do you want to stay on the line or you want to hang up and listen over the phone? Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stay on. Okay, thanks. Okay, so the, the coffee, well, uh, you came to the right place about coffee. Uh, I'm Italian, so I, I have my espresso every morning. <laughs> yeah. Now, does, uh, uh, so here's, here's, some, here's some things about, about coffee. Interesting uh, study on coffee, uh, what, what they found was that, um, that, uh, uh, People that drank uh, two to three cups of coffee Oops. a day had a 36% reduction in gallstones. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons was that uh, coffee has collagenic acid, and collagenic acid actually uh, uh, moves bile. And by moving bile, by improving bile flow, uh, you can really have uh, a, a, a reduction in the development of gallstones. Hmm. Um, so I always have to have a positive side to the coffee. But yeah. uh, from from another perspective, yeah, it does 
there is a, a acid increasing level with the uh, with the caffeine, uh, and so it, it it does have some acidifying effects on in in the stomach. Also, uh, coffee. You know, your body has to um, has to get rid of uh, the uh, uh, has to get rid of the uh, the caffeine through the liver. So it, it does tax your 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 detox system. And now some people have uh, better ability to remove caffeine than others. And that's why some people, you know, don't have a lot of, uh, I don't know if I could call them negative effects with caffeine. Uh, other people just can't tolerate caffeine. And I'm sure you know people that just can't drink coffee. I mean, it just, uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't go well with them. Some mm-hmm. people, uh, no problem. And that is because of polyform- polymorphisms in detox enzymes. In other words, some people can detoxify caffeine easily while uh, some others are, are, are not as effective in, in doing that. So really, uh, uh, the, 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 the negative impact of, of caffeine, of coffee, uh, varies from individual to individual. So, for example, and, you know, and, and I've, I've tested myself over and over again. I mean, too much caffeine is obviously, it, 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 it's, not, it's, not, it's not healthy. Yeah. But having a cup of coffee, I can't see it's detrimental uh, in most cases. So... Uh, I, uh, you can you can have your your uh, what is it fourteen ounce? Uh, yeah, fourteen ounce. Now I, I want to add to that, uh, and Dr. Morello, tell me if I'm wrong. But Steve, I also see there is a difference between uh, having a fourteen ounce latte uh, with all the sweeteners and everything in it that people want, or just having a straight cup of coffee from freshly ground beans. Um, you know, I, I I feel there is definitely a difference there. If you 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 put a lot of milk in it, I mean that then you have to also deal with the milk. It's not just a coffee. We we always say a coffee, but you you listen to people when they go to a coffee shop and all the requests that they have and skinny and and soy and this and that flavor and you know it it becomes too complicated. It's not coffee anymore. It's some kind of a drink. Well, for me, it's a straight brew with half and half, but. Yeah, I think maybe like anything in moderation, it's fine. You know, and and I think uh, I would like to have Dr. Morello explain one more thing about the coffee because, uh, especially since you were talking about the detoxing in the liver, uh, <laughs> there are also people who do coffee enemas. Now, Chuck and I are usually not in practice of doing that every week. Uh, we usually drink it orally, <laughs> but uh, I I'm just wondering if you can comment on uh, coffee enemas. Yeah, I'm not a big enema guy. Uh, uh, I really, uh, I really like to go from the mouth down. Uh, yeah. so, uh, that's the process I always use, and uh, so I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm, I'm just not a, uh, I'm not into <laughs> that colonics. And, and you know, I, I might be proven wrong in the future. I'm, I'm not sure, but right now, uh, you know, I'm really uh, uh, oral downwards. Uh, yeah. I, I don't go the other direction. So uh, yeah. uh, I, I think it has. It, it it just it doesn't sound natural to me, so I I, I don't. Well, there's uh, been some good research done on it, but I just wonder, you know. And Steve, I probably for that therapy, I probably wouldn't use the Kona coffee. It's just too much <laughs> per pound. <laughs> probably use some uh, some Brazilian uh, stuff. <laughs> well, and then uh, thank you. And then I wonder if you could comment on fermented foods. I've become interested yeah. in in home fermentation of foods. Yeah, and I wonder. Yeah, well, I mean, basically what. Uh, for, for, for our audience is basically fermentation is is basically taking uh, 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 foods where the, the sugar in foods is converted to alcohol and in that process I mean this is what fermentation is in that process you'll have 
a lot of interesting things that happen. I mean, there's uh, all sorts of different acids that are produced during that process, and there's a lot of beneficial uh, ingredients that are produced during the fermentation process, and, you know, things like sauerkraut and all sorts of, you know, fermented soy. Um, and, you, and you get beneficial compounds by doing those. So fermented foods does have a number of benefits. One of the benefits that, uh, you know, obviously the probiotic uh, uh, effects because uh, uh, it, it, it does produce uh, good, some good bacteria that are good for the gastrointestinal tract, but also... Um, there, there, it's interesting that it, it may provide alkalinity in the blood. And that's a real interesting area, which is different from alkalinity in the stomach. This is, we're talking about two different types of alkalinity here. So we know that there are certain foods that uh, can provide, uh, that we call acid foods. And when, when we're talking about acid foods, we're not talking about acid in the stomach, we're talking about acid in the bloodstream. All right? And when we're talking about alkalinity, we're now talking about alkalinity in the circulation. Mm-hmm. And so what is important then? Why is that of benefit? Because we have this big new movement now about eating more alkaline-based foods versus more acid-forming foods. Again, all this is referring to the circulation, not the gut, not the stomach, because we want acid in the stomach. And so what this is is this. I'll give you an example. When you drink a can of pop, for example, pop has phosphoric acid in it, which is acidic. So when you drink a can of pop, and the acid level, the, the pH is probably around a 2.8 to a 3.4, somewhere in that range. When you drink a can of pop, now, in order for the kidneys to get rid of that acid level, you're going to need probably about 30 liters of urine to dilute mm-hmm. that acid level to make it alkaline enough for the kidneys to be able to tolerate it because it can damage the kidneys' high acid. So obviously the kidneys, I mean, you can't come up with 32 liters of, of, of urine to, to dilute a can of pop. So what you've got to do is you have to pull minerals from cells in order to alkalize that acid level. That's right. So you pull potassium, you pull magnesium, you pull calcium out of cells, which are really critical to cells for them to function properly, to, to alkalize this acid you have just produced from the food that you just consumed, and that demineralizes your system, causing all sorts of long-term detrimental effects that could, learn, uh, could create all sorts of conditions. So fermented foods, one of the benefits, I believe, is uh, its, it's benefit in alkalization of the circulation, uh, bringing it to more alkaline balance instead of more acid uh, levels that are created by the different types of proteins we consume, you know, the cooked foods, the, uh, the meats, uh, uh, the, the, the high amounts of carbohydrates, whereas vegetables uh, give you more alkalinity and so do fermented foods. So there's a lot of real benefits with hmm. fermentation because of some of the changes that come with some of the, uh, 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 some of the nutrients in, in the foods when, when they go through this fermentation process. It's, it's quite interesting, and I think it's, a, it, it, it's an interesting area uh, to look at, and I'm glad that you know, your audience uh, 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 are, are looking at this, so it's a, it, it's a neat area of, of study. But f- fermentation, though, uh, should only be like a, a, a kind, of, kind of a condiment-type uh, addition to yeah, the diet. Yeah, right? exactly. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Does that help, yes, Steve? <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Oh, you're yeah, welcome. you're welcome. Thanks I, for tuning in. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, one of the things I do want to mention as, as, as we progress here, because we're talking, we're going to be talking about <laughs> detoxification. God, we've, uh, time just is flying, but um, 
There was a great article that I want your audience to look at, um, and you may have already read this, but it, it appeared in Discover Magazine in 2006, the November issue. And I've got it in my book, and I've also got it in all my presentations. It was a picture of two guys, okay? Now, these are, these are scientific photos. One guy was six foot one, large frame, and the guy next to him was about five foot nine, medium to small frame. Those are scientific, two scientific photos of these two individuals standing next to each other. Very different looking individuals who had different diseases. What was fascinating about these two individuals, what really is, is, is telling is this, and confused scientists a lot, was that those two individuals were identical twins. Oh, wow. Their DNA was exactly the same. No difference. So hmm. the scientists, wait a minute, genetically identical, yet very different in size, shape, and looks? What happened? What happened was they were separated at birth. They grew up in two different environments. The food they consumed, the water they drank, the air they breathed, the things that came in contact with their skin, the nurturing they received was different. That differential changed the behavior of their DNA. Wow. The field is called epigenetics. Hmm. That genes can be turned on or off depending on your environment. So the environment really predicates what you become. The British Medical Journal in, 19, in 2004 states that less than 5% of all cancers are, uh, are genetically inclined, that over 75% are environmentally induced. The environment predicates what you become. In other words, the chemicals in your system can change the behavior of, their, of your DNA. Wow. This is what really everything is all about. It's that DNA and what the environment does to it. So this is a mind-boggling uh, uh, real revelation of, of, of what the environment can have. Things that we've been talking about for years, mm. well, here's a picture that proves it to you that it is the environment that predicates what you become. Hmm. That's interesting. I think they made a movie of that with uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> wasn't <Yeah>. it? <laughs> yeah, but those weren't identical twins. Those are biological <laughs> twins. You see, yeah. But you know, everybody brings up that Danny DeVito thing. Yeah, those are biological twins. These are identical. Yeah. The DNA is exactly the same. Yeah. So the concept that genetics plays a role in all these things, based on this, is not accurate. And the article is entitled DNA is Not a Destiny. And it really is not a destiny. The reason why you get the same things your parents get mm. is because you do exactly the same things your parents do. Wow. And this has been analyzed in over 22,000 identical twins <laughs> worldwide. So it's not, uh, this is fact, and it should give us a lot of leeway into, you know, what Hippocrates said 2,500 years ago. Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said that you shall find disease in the environment, in the food you consume, in the water that you drink, and the air that you breathe. Wow. That was 2,500 years ago. Wow. That has come full circle. Wow, it's, that's a, an interesting study. I'll definitely look that up. I hadn't seen that study, so thank you for telling me. I'll see if I can get a copy of that or read about it on the Internet. And that was the Discover magazine from 2006, November. Wow, right. interesting. Now, I, have, I know we're coming closer to the, to, the, uh, to the end of this segment, and we have a break coming up. I want to post to you 
uh, a question I got over the email from Carol. And um, uh, the first question is, but I, I don't think we're going to get to that, Carol. So if you're listening, uh, it, it, she wants you to discuss the popular acai detox weight loss program, unless you want to jump on that. Uh, discuss the popular acai detox weight loss program. The second question is, is there a positive or negative effect on detoxing for persons having hypothyroidism, which was actually one of the things I brought up at the top of the show, and also a heart question, is Dr. Morello familiar with pulse pressure and how would detoxifying affect or reduce high pulse pressure? So those are the questions, and uh, you can think about it while we, have a, while we have a break. When we come back, we'll answer those. Uh, Dr. Morello, Gaetano Morello, will be with us just for another 25 minutes or so. Stay tuned because we will be right back. Integrative medicine, the future of healthcare. Every Saturday morning, right here from 8 to 11 a.m. 